Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Juno Community Call, number eight, organized by the Communications SubDAO. Let's take a listen. Just a quick thumbs up if uh, my mic's okay. Changing headphones once again. Show us your hands. Good stuff. There'll be a second, guys. Just um, fixing up the agenda here. One second. Hey, hey, everybody. Yo, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the call. I've got everybody that needs to speak up on. Yep, we're all good. All right, let's get into it. Welcome everybody to Juno Community Call number eight. This is where we will be providing exclusive updates and information about what's going on in the Juno network. How's everyone doing today? Good, great. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Um, slight change in the time because um, here in the UK we've went to BST, so I've had to kind of pull it back to 8pm UTC. I hope it works out for most people. <laughs> Selfies that I am. Um, I'm happy to have with us today as uh, per usual from Core 1, uh, Mr. Jake Hartnell and Reese, who has dropped out. Is Reese still here? He was here. He's, he's probably busy working Just on the next uh, next Juno version. Oh yeah, good lad. Well, I wanted to talk to him about that. Um, so, Jake, how are you? Busy as usual. I'm great. I'm great. There was an earthquake last night, so I woke up in the middle of the night. That was fun. Fuck. And but you know, we've got an, a new Dada release out today. It's really yeah. exciting. Noah's going to talk about it. So yeah, really excited. Super stoked for that. So stoked for that. And then um really have some exciting plans coming together for Juno for the year, uh, which I think people are going to be stoked to hear about. Uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll share a little bit of alpha. Uh, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, well, well, Noah, welcome to the call. First of all, it's great to have you on. I'll throw you guys into the project updates um, a little bit later, and you can have the floor for a while. Um, uh, well, I was going to get into some V13 and how the sort of upgrades performing, Jake. Have you seen any interesting things going on recently as, as, as since the upgrades happened? Um, and then we'll kind of see what's happening with Reese. No, it's uh, every, everything's going great. So, yeah, fun. you know, um, Juno, Juno is better than ever, running more efficiently than ever, and we're fucking killing it on the <laughs> metrics. Still, Still high, like one of the highest chains in terms of like daily active users, one of the highest chains in terms of transactions. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe we should be asking if the other chains are dead, but you know. <laughs> uh. Well, that's nuts. That's brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, I've, I've been loving doing the snippets on um, your core one devs. Uh, it's amazing. Just to, uh, it's like when I speak to other 
sort of one outreach to other projects that are interested in hearing about, do you know, we can have a plan now of how we sell this to them. Do you know what I mean? We've got a vision. It's all coming together. Thanks to you guys. Um, oh, Lisa's here as well, just to light them up. But yeah, so I appreciate the hard work you are doing, as always, Jake, in the background. Um, Reese, welcome. If I can pop you on there. Can you hear me okay? Just let him connect his mic. Hey, yes, I can. Hey, how's it going, man? Welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, so we're just chatting about like V13. Uh, yeah, are you happy with its performances or anything that you're seeing like working well? Is there any upsets? But also, I wanted you to piggyback off of them. Um, you've got a little announcement on the making as well regarding V14. I do. So, yes, so V13's been really awesome. We've had a lot of different other people helping contribute to uh, some UI and, and thoughts there, and as well as future features that they want to see in things like fee share and token factory. So we're continuing to build on these things and get these into future updates as well of the things that people really do want to see on these already great features. So we're seeing that uh, with V13, we're continuing to see every day more people registering uh, contracts for fee share so that way that they can earn developer incentives. And we're going to be putting more thought into how we can have developer fees more incentivized as well as more sustainable for, for future growth. So we're looking into all these different aspects and taking new features that we want to add in future updates to complement things from V13. So developers are liking what they're seeing and we're shipping quick and we're shipping fast. That's good. And yes, yeah, so we're, we're, we're working hard on building a plan for new documentation as well to help onboard that, like we spoke about in the last call. It's all coming together very nicely. Um, do you want to talk a bit about V14? Personally, I don't really know what's going on. You told me briefly there was some tidying up and as such, we've got a little um, governance prop on Unitestnet for this feature. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So V14 has already been completed and is now in, is going into the testing phase uh, Thursday morning, so in about two days. So we're going to be having uh, two new modules in this. This includes global governance fees, so that way that governance can decide what the minimum fee of the network should be. What this will allow for us to do is for governance to say, hey, let's increase fees you know, 10 times to bring more income for fee-share developers. So we'll be able to drastically increase it. And from the actual cost perspective and like fiat US dollar term, it won't be that much. Like we're talking like micro of a penny. So it, it's still just as scalable, but it helps bring more income for um, app developers, as well as we're going to be adding IBC hooks from the Osmosis team, which will allow for cross-chain swaps. So on Juno, you'll be able to send a transaction to to do it, perform a swap on to on Osmosis through a contract. So these are exciting features. We've also got some some nice quality of life improvement for developers that we've had requests for. We've had better testing through Strange Love's interchain test, which is by far the best testing method in all of Cosmos for end-to-end -end, uh, testing. And we also are upgrading to the latest, including things like Comet BFT consensus. So that way we're on the latest uh, with all these, these additions. So really exciting stuff. While this is a smaller update compared to V13, this now gets Juno chained to the area that we're able to begin working on other majorly requested features, such as uh, faster block times and things like that. So this is that, that, final, that final step before we can now really begin to expand Juno into the future that it's always been meant to be. Yeah, that, that future is going to be really, really excited. Um, I think everyone's going to be stoked to hear about performance improvements. Like, and we have a nice roadmap for that. You know, we're going to start with the low-hanging fruit. But you know, I think, Reese, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we could probably be like, seeing like, three to four second like, 
Juno block times relatively soon. Agreed. And eventually, yeah. you know, like maybe towards the end of the year, we could see even faster, like sub two seconds. Kind of crazy can I, to think about. Can I jump in there? Um, you know, Eve Moss and chains like Eve Moss Carbon, they run at two second block times. Is there a way we can like coordinate validator sets to try and have a better performance and uh, like you know m- missing blocks because I constantly see missed blocks all the time on Evmos. What's the risk involved when you start reducing block times? I can take this and then maybe Reese, you can also add your your comments here. Um, so there's always trade offs in terms of in, in some of these things. Um, I think with Juno, we want to still maintain a, a larger validator set. So for example, we don't want to sacrifice that. Uh, we also don't want to have to force uh, all the validators to upgrade their hardware. Um, we want to, you know, I think we just want to go about this in an intelligent, pretty progressive way. I mean, the goal is to get to sub-second, like one second, like block times. Um, but that's like a journey for the course of this year. It involves like uh, a bunch of the new features that Comet BFT provides uh, in, in their next release. So. Uh, Optimistic block finalization is one of them that's used in Say Network. Uh, I think everyone's been hearing a lot about Say. Uh, they're one of the fastest chains uh, in crypto, not just the Cosmos. Uh, and we're going to be actually using a lot of the same, not exactly the same as what they do, but similar techniques to what they're doing. Um, in terms of, you know, like getting into like, you know, two second block times like, like Evmos, there's a hacky way to do that, but uh, we don't want to make... There, like 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 you said, there's trade-offs to this. Like we don't want validators missing block. We don't want them to, to force them to upgrade their hard hardware, especially in the bear market when you know, like a lot of validators are just barely scraping by. Uh, and we don't want to sacrifice on decentralization. We don't want a smaller validator set. If, if anything, we want to work towards a future where there can be you know, like many 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 more you know validators. Um, but you know, this is like. This is going to be a progress over like the scope of a year. Like, um, you know, I think we're going to do the low hanging fruit as quick as possible. Like, I, like I said, I think there's like a, a roadmap where we could be at three second block times in like one or two months. Um, you know, but we're not going to stop there. Like, there's a lot more. There's a lot more performance improvements that like uh, like Reese and and others who contribute to the software are going to be working hard to like make over the year. And the goal is to get you know around one second block time, uh, much larger validate, validator sets, and then like just ultimately improve the underlying decentralization of the network. Like it's, it's going to be a long road. And Reese, do, do you have anything to add there? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so as a validator, you're, you're not going to have to worry about this on mainnet because we're going to be testing it thoroughly on testnet as well as through uh, mock environments, but you'll just run reasonable hardware. We're not going to expect you to have some like super crazy, you know, setups. Like you should be able to run a like a VPS anywhere in the world. Uh, the limitation of block times is of course latency, so we're gonna have to take this into account. But like Jake had said, the initial thing of getting to like three, four second, you know, block times, we can do that quickly with with solutions that have already been put in place. But for these these much longer, you know, or much quicker blocks, we're gonna have to do some more custom work on throughout the entire stack, both on Juno as well as upstream. So we're gonna be taking these into account and pushing things forward slowly as we get those onto mainnet to make sure, hey, this is stable. Okay, what's the next iteration? Where are we seeing performance bottlenecks and things like that? Great answer. Thanks. Thanks, chaps. Um, just another one in the network updates and stuff. And is it, is it, what's happened with the Oracle? Are we stopping that or is it, 
something happened, we're no longer going to need it. Is there anything you can update the community on that? Yeah, there's going to be multiple Oracle solutions that are provided to Juno. But I think we're kind of, you know, there's a OHO. I'm not sure if you pronounce that right. Ojo or OHO. Uh, they are an Oracle provider. Uh, and they, they have an entirely smart contract-based solution. Uh, there's also, you know, the chain, should I say it? Should I say the chain link word? Okay, there's chain link and there's like a, there's, there's a couple other ones too. And people could be developing, you know, new oracles all the time. I, I think we've been like having this internal debate of like, do we want the complexity of managing our own oracle solution? Or it is like the fact that Juno is a permissionless network, you know, should we be like encouraging more like, kind of smart contract based oracles that people can compete like if you want to use like you know chainlink or if you want to use uh oho or if you want to use like some other oracle solution like you know i'm i think we've been just having like a, a larger debate about it when we started the oracle project uh some of these projects like weren't available like oho for example um but now that they are um i think we're really really looking seriously at that reese might have more to add there yeah, I think it's important since Juno is a smart contract network that let's focus on building smart contract oracles. And this is it's super easy for a developer to query a smart contract within their own contract and, and get this data. So I think it's better a better solution. It's easier to maintain and it's just easier for more oracles to see, hey, they've got some idea. Okay, I'm going to go launch my own oracle. The limitation of the one that we were managing is you could only get the atom price uh, osmosis price and Juno price. So if you needed, you know, Bitcoin's price, our Oracle doesn't have that. With these other Oracles, you'll be able to have these other things as well as building things such as maybe stock prices and getting those in. So I've got a, a rough proof of concept Oracle where you can get, you know, weather prices, gold prices, you know, these other things securely through multiple different things. And guess what? You can manage it with a DAO. So we're able to have these features through Cosmosm. And I think it, it provides a better service both to users as well as developers to have multiple data streams. Yeah, I just I also just think this is a more Juno way of going about it. Uh, the complexity of managing the the Oracle infrastructure would have come at the sacrifice to other things. Uh, it would mean slower. It's like a huge module to maintain. It could mean slower block times. I think we want to just focus on making the chain as performant as possible, and then also not doing a favored solution. You know, like it's a permissionless chain. We should have multiple Oracle providers competing to make the best products and you know, providing the best Oracle data and the best, you know, the kinds of da off-chain data that people really want. So I, I think this is a better way going forward. Excellent. That's great. Thanks for the update. Um, yeah, so sticking on with the agenda, we'll shift on to the governance uh, recap. Uh, there's not much on chain at the moment, but we'll, there's a fair few on Commonwealth. If you guys wouldn't mind just um, jumping in on some of these, but I'll start off with the uh, in reverse order. So the protocol owned liquidity, SE Juno, Juno on wind decks. Now, this is from the Stake AZ team. Now, if you keep tabs on the Juno weekly updates, I covered most of this on the video. You can, you can do, check that out if needed, but they are requesting uh, 1 million Juno from the Juno community pool to further support the development of their platform and the Juno network as a whole. What's your guys' thoughts on this? I, all I hear these days is just community spend, community spend. Do you know, what, what, what do you think about this uh, draft proposal? Honestly, I've not looked at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. Uh, I think we should dif differentiate between like, uh, like community spends, 
which is just money leaving that we never see back and like Dow owns liquidity. I've not looked at the details of this particular proposal, but I think Dow owned liquidity is, is, is great. And that's not, I think that's different than a spend and we should evaluate it differently because like, uh, you know, if you're, if we're putting, for example, the example I always love to use is like osmosis, which I still think we should do at some point is like, imagine if we could, you know, you know, we have a lot of money that's just sitting in the community pool. We could add very deep, deep liquidity to some of these DEXs so that we don't get as much price slippage. Um, and, you know, the Juno community would be earning yields. They would be earning like, you know, swap fees on. And so that's like, otherwise, you know, the funds are just sitting there. I think DAO owned liquidity is the future in many ways. Some of the things that we want to do with Juno Network over the years or over this year uh, is going to like position us to be like just crushing it on the DAO owned liquidity game. Um, so I, 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 I just I haven't read the proposal. I have no thoughts. I have no opinion on it. Uh, people should read it, think for themselves. But I, I do I do think that you know DAO owned liquidity proposals where we are like putting some community funds in like a DeFi protocol, for example is different than a pure spend um, and we should evaluate it differently that's an awesome um, idea to be fair i like the sound of that it's yeah because the money just sat there is idle not doing much sounds interesting the yeah and we could be we could be uh building rich liquidity you know across you know on juno dexes on juno DeFi protocols on even you know other protocols that make sense like osmosis like i've always said this for a while you know dial owned liquidity is a great thing we get because out of it we get otherwise the tokens are just sitting there in our community treasury doing nothing but we could be getting like a ton of liquidity out of it which is great for juno and we would get like some yield back you know you mentioned in the don kryptonians interview the other week the thing that's lacking in juno is liquidity um is this why you're bullish on this and that sort of ideal jake I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of the reasons why I'm bullish on this idea. Um, I think, you know, we do, we do need more liquidity as a community. We should think about strategically where we want that liquidity. Um, But, you know, I think that uh, using the community pool to provide liquidity is a great thing. And there's a lot of great potential there for Juno because it's, (laughs) it just makes sense. You know, we can, we can, we can, earn yield otherwise the tokens are just sitting there in the treasury and if our problem is liquidity if we can figure out like dow owned liquidity solution solutions to that we're killing two birds with one stone we are like getting more liquidity for the juno token which allows us to do more stuff uh and we can also at the same time be like earning yields which is great awesome yeah for sure um okay next up on the Commonwealth. I'll just rattle through these because one I couldn't make the call. Uh, one of the chaps who do, deals with the Twitter spaces is now in the Far East, so it's a, it's like three a.m. over there or something at the moment. But yeah, I'll 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 leave them ones out. But there's there's a few there on the Commonwealth that you can check out. Uh, we've probably heard about it on Twitter recently. Um, so there was one I wanted to mention as well, interchain info funding, multi-chain governance prop by Spark IBC. Do check it out. Mentioned that in the general weekly roundup as well. And another one is increase the validator active set from 150 to 160. We've been here, we've discussed it loads of times. Uh, Reese, you just nailed it, I think, with your comment on that, to be fair. Um, 
but yeah, if you want to highlight to the community what you mentioned that uh, increasing the validator set from one fifty to one sixty doesn't necessarily change anything with the Nakamoto coefficient, does it? Yeah, so currently it doesn't, and it's not going to change anything because there's so little liquidity on those last validators anyway. Uh, we've got some things in the roadmap that will increase the Nakamoto coefficient with the current validator set. And as we see that, that go through correctly, then we can look at increasing it provided the math works out. So we need some more time on this, but I think our focus should be, let's get block times down and ensure that our current validator set does that. Then we can focus on increasing the Nakamoto coefficient with the current validator set, and then we can begin increasing it. So it's kind of like a three-step process there, just to ensure things that go, go correctly. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. I would probably vote against this proposal because it's like, I think we have to just do it at the technical level. Let's get the performance up. Let's <laughs> let's like crush it on the Nakamoto coefficient, and then like let's ex like Comet BFT opens up a, a lot of ways that we could potentially like have even larger validators that like you know not just ten, but like potentially like unlimited validators, um, like using. Uh, there's a term that many different block, or there's a style that many different blockchains use. It would not be actually too hard to build with Cosmos SDK chains, where you could have sort of an epic-based system, and that means like validators uh, wouldn't have to worry about like falling out of the active set. Um, like, and I, I think that we just need to like do the hard work to like come up with a real solution rather than like bumping our validator set ten at a time over and over and over again because there there. Given the current situation, there are trade-offs to that. Magic. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I'm going to move on to the project section of the call because we do have some great speakers on here and we want to get into the projects. That's the, the most important part of June at the end of the day. Uh, I'll just update hot and cold finances status because they couldn't make the call today. But the pre-sale, well, sorry, public sale of the HNC token is now finished and... Yeah, it looks cool. I had I did an interview with them. I like the look of the layout. It's quite fresh. I don't know if any of you guys have had a play around with it on the test net. There's um, it's like a hot decks and a cold decks, but yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I like what the version is on it. Um, looking forward to seeing that on main net. Uh, the best way to check them out is just follow them on Twitter and partake in the well, the, just have a wee look on testnet. I think it goes on mainnet live tomorrow. I think I might be wrong on that. Um, the other one was Swift Protocol. We had an interview with them also, um, and they are making good progress with their project, their e-commerce solution um, on Juno Network, which is an always. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, and then we have live up on the stage is Mempools. Um, if you would like to introduce yourself and just uh, tell the community what you guys are up to, the floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Yeah, first of all, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. And I really want to thank everyone for listening in and also for the Juno team for really the warm uh, welcome we've been receiving. So, yeah, I think a bit of background uh, about the team. Um, actually, Mempool was founded about four months ago by a team that have been creating in the Web3 space uh, for the past five years. We've been building distributed systems, DeFi, infrastructure, and so on. So we've really seen the industry evolve. And our focus has always been on improving the user experience on blockchain. And why? It's we want to increase the adoption rate. And this is the main mission that we have here at Mempools. So what's uh, Mempool's resulted in? It's uh, Mempool is making 
scenario-based alerting services to provide users with timely notification to power a variety of innovative framework. So, you know, you can think of trading notifications, leverage, order book notifications, also for NFT and gaming, for consumer protection and capital preservation strategies, and pretty much any on-chain events that can be tracked can be notified via mempool. So the bigger picture is that this is enabling a new way to do DeFi management and automation with also a new vertical for on-chain tracking of data. So let, maybe let's take a, a real uh, uh, life example. So how much better has our experience been when a bank sends you a text every time you spend your balance or you have an email or SMS when you receive a direct deposit hits your account? And this is the exact same type of comparison but for Web3 and crypto with mempools. So now, let's say that you are doing leverage trading, 20x on a derivative exchange, very degen, and you are uh, instead of having to check your position every 10 minutes, uh, no, every like all the time basically, you can simply receive a notification to alert you on the certain threshold. So what we can do is we can set a notification. Let's say when you're balance of the leverage goes up 10%, when it goes down 10%. That way you can now have a better way to have visual on what's actually happening on chain without having to constantly be behind uh, your laptop to ensure uh, your uh, position. So that's really what we are creating at Mempools, uh, really enabling a better blockchain experience as a whole by notifying users, but also the dApps on key blockchain events they want to track. That's awesome. Um, are you specifically built on, you know, are you doing it across multiple ones on Cosmos? Like, what, what, where are you? Where are you based? Where is your home? Yeah, so we've actually just launched uh, our first iteration of the MVP on uh, Juno, Testnet and Mainnet. And uh, why did we uh, choose uh, Cosmos as a whole? It's because, first of all, we know that uh, they have cutting-edge technology. This is a uh, uh, this is, um, you know, known by everybody, but also the, the community has been very welcoming. And as uh, from working in, uh, you know, EVM space, UTXO layers and so on, we've really identified that Cosmos is a great ecosystem, but there is a specific tooling missing. So, yeah, we are indeed launching on Juno first, but we are also uh, launched on uh, Kento. We are also launching on Archway and quite a few uh, Cosmos blockchain are also giving us support to, to launch our notification system directly on the blockchain. Awesome. And um, yeah, you can monitor smart contract events and also monitor funds, transactions. Pretty cool. Just looking around there at the moment. Interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you, you know, we've been talking uh, in this community call a lot about uh, DAO proposal and so on. And that's something which can also be integrated with Anchor, uh, with uh, Mempools, to be able to receive a notification whenever there is um, a proposal which is close to being voted, when there's a new pro proposal initiated, uh, also for validator changes and configuration. This can be directly linked to a notification via mempools, um, also when somebody deposits in community pools and so on. So really, any smart contract event can be notified via mempools. That's super cool. Well, you're, you've got the right call tonight because we have um, Dow Dow chaps in the house, so definitely stay around for that. Where can we find you guys? Is it just app.mempools.com? Is that the main sort of site you can use? 
Yeah, mempools.com is the is the main website. You can also uh, find more information in the Discord. And yes, the first iteration of the MVP app.mempools.com. Feel free to test it out. Go into our Discord. Tell us your feedback. Tell us what you type of events you would like to to see directly uh, tracked onto mempools, and uh, we'll be able to uh, navigate through them. Awesome. Oh, I'll leave the description. Um, I'll fill the address and stuff in the description after the call. But thanks for coming on today. Um, excellent. We can move on ahead with uh, next up on the project agenda. I think it's dialed out to be honest, because no one else has um, arrived that we're due on. So, Noah, Jake, what have you got lined up for us? Has there been a massive announcement today that I've missed? Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> this is also my first first community call. Um, yeah, super excited to share these things. I just an hour ago tweeted a thread of all the updates. So if you miss anything I say, you can go check that out. It's pretty short. But we have Dada version 2.1. So about 10 weeks ago, we launched version 2, which had this beautiful redesign. Um, but most significantly, we had subdaps. And if you look in the title of this call, we're actually in a subdap call right now. Um, and subdaps just bring this really sophisticated organizational hierarchy that you can build. If you take a look at the, the corporation, they were the first big DAO to like create this this huge structure. Um, but most DAOs that exist today were created last year, which is V1. And so V2.1 brings with it this upgrade action. So now every DAO can have sub-DAOs. If you look in the sub-DAO tab right now, it'll just have a little button that says upgrade your DAO and one proposal and it's done. With that upgrade, you also get something that we just launched yesterday, never before seen, multiple choice proposals. So until now, we've had yes and no and abstain, which means you can have one set of actions that either get executed or don't. But now you can have up to 20 different options, all of which have their own unique set of transactions that can be executed. So if you're a DAO and you want to vote on like which logo to pick or something, you could just have five different options that have five different update DAO actions and then just vote on the logo and then it just goes into effect. So this is really cool for like elections, um, I don't know, like pay, paying people, signing contracts, like whatever you want. And um, after you upgrade to V2, you get that right away. You just have to go and submit another proposal that says enable multiple choice proposals and it's enabled. Um, Last thing, last thing, maybe the most the most important here is now DAOs have payroll management and you get two different options here. We have retroactive payment system, which is what um, data has been using, which is just a monthly like contributor rate, kind of like coordinate style um, contributor, contributor survey drop. And then now we have vesting payments, vesting payments, which is really awesome. Jake, you want to say something about that? Oh, well, I was going to actually say a little bit more about the retroactive style. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got two, two different compensation systems for your DAO, and you can pick whichever you feel is the best for your DAO. Uh, the retroactive one is really cool. Like, like Noah said, we use it at DAO DAO, and it's sort of like once a month, everyone submits what they did. Or you could do it once every two weeks or once every quarter, whatever makes sense to you. Everyone in the DAO submits what they did. They like write a little summary, like, I did this, I made this PR, I... Uh, did this marketing video, I, I did X. Uh, and then the members of the DAO vote and rate each other like based on like how valuable they think those contributions were. 
And then like the average of those is used for the final distribution. So, you know, Noah did like an amazing job, you know, like shipping data v2.1 and, and data v2. So like, you know, I'm going to give them a score of a hundred. Maybe there's someone else that shows up and they like, like tweeted something. And I'm like, this is not a valuable contribution at all. You, you weren't very active. I'm going to give you a zero, but everyone in the DAO does the same thing. And then at the end, like the, the, the average of all those votes are, is used to determine like the comp, the, the compensation. So this is very interesting for many different types of DAOs, but perhaps even more exciting. I'll let, uh, I'll let, uh, Noah talk about the other payroll system we have, which is, uh, you know, kind of more standard and, uh, vesting payments are going to be fucking so, so, so insane. Yeah. Thanks Jake. Yeah. You slowed me down. I'm just, I'm just going so fast here. Um, so retroactive is cool, but you know, we also want to have organizational parity. Like we want DAOs to be able to fully operate as businesses do. And as a lot of them have to, um, which means like salaries, for example. Um, but a better, a more crypto version of salaries that are like streaming salaries, like every block, the amount that you get that in those six seconds, like unlocks. And so now DAOs can just like agree that they think this person deserves like a thousand Juno a month or whatever, and then just like vote on that. And then now this person has this payment that they can claim whenever they want to at that rate constantly. Um, and then the DAO can cancel it. Like if they terminate the contract, if misalignment emerges, whatever happens, we have these like very, very configurable vested payments. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are going to be great for, I don't know, Juno community pool spends. I feel like every Juno community pool spend, you know, uh, should probably just have vesting terms on them. Like, you know, it's just like, don't, don't give everybody all the money, like just at once, you know, like, like just stream it out. And if they're not doing their job, if they're not providing the, the updates, if they dissatisfy the community, like the DAO can optionally have the right to cancel it. Which I think is is great. I wish we had this for a week. That would be amazing. Yeah, back in the, uh, in the DAO up fundraising days, um, the biggest issue is that like once a DAO gets funding, it's just kind of like you just kind of hope the project doesn't rug everyone that joined the DAO. Um, which speaks to the fact that there's this missing component that that you create alignment by ensuring terms are like like enforced over time. And I think this vesting system allows for so many more interesting um aligned like relationship models between DAOs and between DAOs and contributors and yeah i think it's i think it's gonna sh- make some Definitely. really cool stuff happen yeah a few other cool features about the the contract is first of all there's like really great ui for it in doubt out uh you can actually use it without a doubt if you go to the data slash me page you can actually just use this feature and not even have a doubt so you can just make a vesting contract for anyone say you're Working with a friend, for example, uh, if you uh, use uh, Juno, for example, you can actually stake. If you, you if you give someone uh, a vested vested contract with with Juno, uh, they have the option to stake that Juno, which is is really great too. So, again, fostering like long term alignment with like a lot of our you know core contributors is is going to be really exciting. I'm so excited for this this these vesting and payroll features. Um, I think it's going to take that out to like the next level. So yeah, guys, this is this is just fucking blowing me away. It really is well done. Um, excited for it. So 
when can we see it all implemented? Is that all live now? Oh, this oh, is yeah. all you fucking live right nice. now. Oh, <laughs> Go use man, it. That's just fucking brilliant. Well done. Um, speaking of subdials, um, if uh, would you mind if I hop on? If I, I notice Rammer's in the house, um, he might have some cool things to say about subdials and with his cooperation, Dal, he's created, he's doing some good work on that side. I, I, I've got my eye on it. Um, we're building, you know, into this kind of DAO cooperation run network now. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, DAOs are the future. Um, yeah, and DAOs sure. are. People are like, oh, why aren't there more gaming stuff, or why isn't there more music stuff, or why isn't there more well, like investment you know, stuff? It's DAOs are the pathway to that. This is DAOs this are the is pathway it. to all those good things, like um, you know, because you need to give people tools to like launch NFTs, give people tools to fundraise give people tools to like come together and self-organize. And that's how we're going to get all the good stuff. Like I said to you before, man, on a side project, you know, Comstyle at the moment's my full-time sort of role. I validate as the other role. I want to create a fucking record label on Dow Dow and sign bands yes. on it and create this big fucking like movement. But we need, I need to step back first of all, and can I go and have this like educational on board sort of thing sorted out first because if I go to some like promoters and stuff they're just going to be like what the fuck are you talking about but if we can just like nail it down and simplify it for them and get them into the ecosystem first this will blow them away man I know it will but we'll get there we will get I was there. actually like, Rama well oh sorry that, go on no Rama. yeah I was just going to mention on that now I was going to wait till Rama but you brought it up so might as well just say it now there are some like minor things yeah. that kind of launched silently like in the weeks leading up to this release and one of them is that NFTs can have video and or audio now. So we have image, video, and audio NFTs. So DAOs can fully be a record label. Like, we're already there if they want to do. And then they could invest payment to the artists. <laughs> you know, they could, oh, yeah, it's crazy. This is just and, you know, we're, we're not stop, stopping with DAO 2.1. There's, we, have, we already have features that are going to launch next week. We have amazing new off the features that will allow you to use off the for even smart contracts you you can authorize you know one person to call one message on a particular smart contract like that level of granularity doesn't exist in DAO tooling like anywhere else that's pretty cool we have fee share there's going to be great ui for fee share with DAO. so if you launch a smart contract on a DAO, like you can get like all the transaction fees from it with a very simple action so that's like another revenue source that's opening up for DAOs. And then we're going to be expanding like a lot of the NFT features. So like allowing people to like easily, you know, uh, like, like launch an NFT collection and earn, earn funds for it or to, uh, I think really excitingly, like, you know, list a collection for sale on NFT marketplaces like Stargaze using ICS 721. You know, this is, this is all upcoming and, you know, it's just going to make DAOs on Juno that much more exciting. So, oh uh, yeah. Thanks. Fantastic. Um, Rama, welcome to the floor. Uh, yeah, can you? Well, everybody knows what you're doing, but the cooperation stuff on Dow Dow, you seem to have it knacked down to brilliance. Um, just explain what you're up to, mate. What was the idea behind it all? Uh, yeah, sure. So a little bit of background first. Uh, it was basically created, like just from through the community, um, people having fun. Uh, you know, uh, not, I'm not sure if everyone knows Soy Two Studio. But he uh, he got, got like a he got a job at Neutron, uh, but he was just previously a member of the community. So I think it was it was either Robo or Signal labeled him corporate uh, corporate soy, and then 
sorry, just child, 7.30 in the morning. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so I know the um, feeling, mate. <laughs> and, um, and then um, uh, from there, he, you know, memeing along as usual, he got kind of a corporate cooler PFP. And then I was, I was messing around with mid, mid journey and I was like, Oh, like put a kangaroo in a suit and then, uh, kind of did that. And then I was like, Oh, like corporate drama just as a meme. And then it kind of took off on Twitter as it always does. And then like, well, we can continue the meme. Uh, I think I was talking to Jake and I was like, can we replicate or could we replicate like a, you know, web two business in Dowdow? And he's like, yep, certainly can. Uh, and then, yeah, just work with the data team to like push it to the limits, uh, get things like open proposal submissions added in as a feature. So now you can, like anyone can submit a proposal to a DAO and you can charge a fee for that submission, which is how we like onboarded everyone into the corporation with their PFPs, uh, was using data features that the team shipped. So, uh, that's kind of how it started. And the main goal was like, just to, in terms of the DAO itself, was just to to push DAO and to to push the team to to ship some features and uh, and obviously like the team just killed it, super responsive and found some issues along the way and like some UI improvements and all that sort of stuff and just making the product better. That's how you improve it, so you use it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way to go, mate. And appreciate you doing that because it educates everyone around the, the UI and how to use it. Like you say, you find out bugs and you move on ahead. But this is a great way to then document and say, well, check this out. This is what happened on it. You know, and then people can then spin off of that and go, well, I've got a cool idea here. And this is how it grows. Excellent work, Rama. It's, um, yeah. 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 And just... uh, it's this thing, they've seen like a lot of community-based hours spin off from the, the kind of corporation and the not necessarily just the corporation, but like the activity that it generated through the community. So people are like, oh, what is DowDow and uh, how does that work and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's really cool and uh, it helps. And, um, you know, the corporation submitted a contribution for the month, which is, um, yes, darling, I'm just finishing up my sentence. Sorry, guys. Um, and uh, and now the corporation's staking DAO tokens. So now they've got like a say in the, in the future direction of the platform and, can vote on proposals and all that sort of stuff. I think you guys are actually the first DAO yes. to vote in another DAO. So congrats for the first DAO to DAO governance vote. That is a feature that we've had for a while, and uh, you guys are the first to like do a DAO to DAO governance vote. So yeah, DAOs could actually vote in other DAOs. How cool is that? Uh, and just uh, on on DAOs, I, I just give a very quick update on sub DAOs, official ones, because. It's nice to have fun and all, but uh, also get in some trouble if I don't. Uh, delegations doubt progress is being made on the reviewing the submissions. Um, there's a pretty decent number of them. Uh, it's our first time doing it. Uh, we don't have all of the nice tooling and we're still working through some of that process. So uh, we will get there. Um, work in progress. <laughs> um, bear with us. If you have any questions or if you're like, hey, this is taking far too long or anything like that, just shoot us a message, super open to being, you know, talk about it and, and what we're working through and where we're at. Um, thanks for everyone that submitted. Most of the information looks really good and we're hoping to do this again in the next few months uh, and we'll hopefully be better at it.
No, and it, it's all good, Rama. We, we see it's, it's a very particular sub-dial delegations. You know, you need to be very meticulous in what you're doing, doing there. So, yeah, it comes. You Once we get some good information, we'll spread the word for you, man. Um, all good, bro. All good. Yeah, and, and the last one, just very quickly, Growth DAO uh, is very quiet at the moment, um, both in terms of, you know, projects coming to us and communicating and us obviously communicating out as well. Uh, there will be some progress on this in a few weeks. Um, there'll be... Uh, communications from the growth DAO. There'll be some proposals on chain. Uh, you'll see that start to kick off again in the next few weeks as we start to make some progress there. That's amazing. And yeah, just as an update as well, we've created a kind of um, all members of sub DAOs are now in a Telegram group and we're now like communicating between each other. So, yep, all going in the background very well. We're happy with our progress. Um, Funky, I think that's how I pronounce this. You've got your hand raised. Um, Welcome to the Juno comms call. Yes, sir. I just wanted to chime in real quick because Romer came up here. And just to give a shout out to everybody on the Juno team, um, I'm relatively new to the Cosmos ecosystem. My home is really Polkadot, but obviously just like a big interoperability nerd. And Jake and Joe, who are both here, they were on a space about uh, maybe close to three months ago now. It was right around the time the corporation started up. And as a general nerd and lifelong learner, one of the things I truly appreciate about the corporation, like I came into Cosmos, like stepped into the, the culture right at the time as the corporation was taking off. And it forced me to learn a whole lot real quick about how Dowdow was working, how to submit proposals. Rama got on to me because I submitted my Juno like into the intern treasury instead of the main one for the non-HR department. <laughs> um, and it was just so much fun, like the entire time, because like, I learned a ton in the process. I learned how to use a Kepler wallet. I, I learned how to, you know, submit things on DowDow. And as a governance nerd, and, and we have similar governance struggles in Polkadot, just like you guys in Cosmos, I'm on a, a, a weekly show called Attempts at Governance, and it's a YouTube live stream. And so I, I constantly talk about, or I'm in chaos now, and I talk about DowDow. In fact, one of our one of uh, the guys, Cause Less Harm, just joined Chaos Dow. So we're starting to get some like cross-collaboration and just conversations. I love being in the coffee house with Joe every day. So I just wanted to come on and say thank you guys for your community. Thank you as a nerd who just loves learning about blockchain stuff. And thank you to Jake and everybody else who's involved with DowDow for putting these tools together because I think they're really radical in a great way. And um, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say that. So thank you guys for all that you're doing. And yeah, thanks. That's awesome. And thanks, hashtag thanks Noah and hashtag thanks Ekaz. I know a lot of people think of me when they think of DowDow, but DowDow is DowDow because of Noah and Zeke. So give them a follow. Noah's on stage, give them a follow. Um, and hashtag thanks Noah. Like, let's let's keep shipping. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Shout out to Noah too. Just want to say that. Thanks for the kind words, um, Funky. Thanks for coming on. Um, okay, so while we're on the sort of, we might as well open the floor. We've got another fourteen odd minutes there. So if there's anybody else wants to raise their hand, where we just kind of bounce between each other, uh, feel free to do so. Yeah. So Noah, I'd like to like you know, do you know comms? We're doing a lot of like content creation um if you if you want to like feel free to come we'll do a little interview of yourself and jake and just go through some of the process and dowdow like i think it's important like ram has led a great example on showing the community how what can be built and what can be done on dowdow i think these things are important to grow um you know user base for sure feel free to dm me mate one time we'll get it sorted yeah 
yeah thanks that sounds awesome definitely just like visibility and yeah examples like funky said like examples and fun are definitely the best way to learn about this stuff i think it's cool how how free how it is because you can just play with it and learn like yeah. how to do crazy governance shit and um, so yeah <laughs> no, we, we love that <laughs> I mean, it's like once you get the idea of something you're passionate about, something you understand, and then you understand the tools that Daldal can supply, then I think your idea just, boom, it's kind of did that with me recently, and I thought, fuck, I now need to use this a lot more. So, yeah, good stuff. I'm I'm bullish as hell on it now. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, same. Um, We are going to start making videos too, I think. I think causeless harm, um, like you mentioned, is he's going to start pumping some stuff out. So we should, yeah. It's it's the phase of data where we have to just like show it to the world. For sure, definitely. I mean, also if you're a community member and you're listening to this and you're like, I could make some great data videos. It's, that's a great way to contribute to data. Like, you know, make some videos, join the Discord, submit for the contributor job. Like, let's let's go. Um, and I will say, there's there's going to be more DAO games. There's going to be more LARPs. There's I I think games and LARPs, you know, as silly as they are are just a great way to learn. And it's a great way to learn with very low stakes. Um, red and blue, very, very, very silly, kind of pointless. But like the whole point was just to get people to use like DAOs for the first time and think about some of the issues and like learn some of like the potential pitfalls and mistakes. And I think they were very successful at that. And so we're, we're going to have some more really cool fucking DAO games that are coming. I'm really, really, really stoked. So yeah, take your Juno if you want to play. Every DAO game has found some important bugs actually like every single one is pushes forward which is like of course but it's just awesome that we've seen that happen so fast like i think putmos and red dow found like actually the most critical bug in the data ui to date which was like that some update admin action wouldn't show up but it would still be executed with the proposal that's very dangerous um yeah so these games are these games are the best and what jake what you said about yeah anyone can make a video like if you take every single action that we have and just record like a two minute video of you making a proposal with it, and this is like how to make an audio NFT, like how to create a token swap, you will get DAO token. Like that is awesome. Yeah, exactly. How to make a, a vesting like payment contract. You know, it's just, there's so many. Like how to use auth Z so you can have someone manage your DAO staking. Like, there's just, there's so much content. I think the problem with Dada now is like, we actually have so many powerful features that people are just still trying to like wrap their heads around like what's possible. And there's just so much that's possible. It's just about communicating and documenting it. So yeah. Like, and I, yeah. Yourself. And I think like the, you know, I think there's even features that you guys haven't mentioned today in, in version two or 2.1 that you've released. Uh, but ones that have been there for so long, like, the fact that you can instantiate and execute smart contracts through DAO. Uh, so, you know, full project teams can instantiate contracts. You can, you know, execute those smart contracts. You can execute custom messages. Uh, all that stuff like, is just completely unused or for the most part unused by most DAOs at the moment. Um, there's only a handful of projects that I've seen doing proposals of that nature. Um, you know, people have created LP pools through DAO, all that stuff. Yeah, that's really good to point out. You can do everything that you can do with a wallet with the DAO right now. Like it's already, we're just building UI for things to make it look pretty and make your brain like conceptualize it as real. But you can do it. Like you can do everything. Yeah, we do have a lot of power features too. Um, 
like all the smart contract stuff. And yeah, maybe like not everyone uses them. And the, but like there's definitely teams like uh, that like deploy all their smart contracts with Dao Dao already, which is re really great to see. Um, uh, Rama, you know, uh, you actually just uh, I think an, another one that people are really curious about, but I haven't seen anybody else really do yet, is the Dao Run validators, which are actually pretty easy to set up. So that would be another great video idea of like how to. Here's how to start a DAO run validator. Yeah, it's actually insanely easy. Uh, you can follow a normal guide to set up a Juno validator. And before you get to the create validator TX, there's a couple of little steps. If you're interested, just shoot me a message or whatever. I'm happy to guide you through that process. And then you can uh, just do it via DAO DAO. And now the voting and governance and unjailing and management of the validator the operator side is on Dow Dow, uh, and I'm running one on testnet at the moment uh, from my little shack in, in Australia from the land down under. <laughs> yeah, we have a data validator sub DAO of the Dow Dow Dow. Um, oh my God, I said Dow so many times, um, which which has examples of every single validator action you need to do. Like we intentionally jailed ourselves so that we could practice unjailing. We tried to edit the message and like the protobuf encoding was wrong three times. So we just like failed three times. So, you can just like literally look at the proposal history and it has everything that you have to do to get it set up and working. We voted on like five governance props with a data proposal against the chain. Yeah, it's all there. It's all open. I will get to these videos in time once I finish this massive list of things to do. But yeah, sounds, sounds something that I could get my teeth into. Awesome. Um, Guys, if there's no one else wanting to come up and share their thoughts on the call today, but Rama, I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the lead on the other sub dials and updating people. Jake, thank you very much as always. Noah, thank you. Mempools, thank you. And Funky from Polka.World, thanks for coming on and giving Juno a little listen to. Reese, pleasure to have you on. And everyone else on the call, appreciate you coming on. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, stay tuned on Juno.com's Subdial Twitter page. We have got some awesome snippets coming out uh, once I get a wee minute to just get through them all. Appreciate the time, everyone, and uh, take care, and let's keep be beasting on ahead. Goodbye. Let's everybody. keep building. Cheers. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Juno Community Call number eight, organized by the Communications Subdial. Recorded on Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. You can also now find all of your Juno Spaces at Junospaces.com. Well, we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two, help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the the famine on deck, we was walking all erect with the dead man's swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. 
talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next. But no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up. Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol, but it didn't matter. We was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal. He just didn't have the right skill. Watched in the daytime till the night curfew. Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you. Got a little job that falls under my purview. We gotta get this mob away from the birds. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Ten spaces.